Epicureans and in the marketplace daily with those who happened to be there. Then certain Epicurean Stoic philosophers encountered him and some said, what does this babbler want to say? Others seem to be, uh, he seems to be a proclaimer of foreign gods because he preached to them Jesus and the resurrection. When, when, the, when they say, when the Epicureans and the Stoics are, are accusing Paul or they're liking him to be a babbler, it's, it is uh, a ridicule. It is that they're saying that he's like a bird that you know, will pick up bits and pieces. And so now what he's doing, they're accusing Paul of doing, is that he's picking up some different philosophies here and there and he's just repeating some things that he's saying or that he's heard said and he's just repeating them. Every, everybody get that? So now the Epicureans, these were folks that didn't really believe necessarily in, in a God. They, they believed that uh, the, you know, uh, the purpose of human beings is just to live and be happy. You know, just uh, the ultimate was to in, enjoy pleasure. That, that's, that's what they believed. Now the Stoics, they believed in, in a God, but they were a little bit more, uh, you know, that God maybe didn't have a, a you know, a, wasn't involved in a day-to-day thing that, you know, you, you live a certain way and, and that also led to a little bit of self-righteousness, but that God really wasn't involved in the day-to-day. But so, so there were these two particular uh, schools or trains of thought that are mentioned here in the Bible, but there were many, many, as we'll see in a, in a moment. Now, Paul goes there and he's preaching Jesus and he's preaching the resurrection of Jesus. They, they took him and brought him to the Aeropagos. The Aeropagos was this, it was like there, there's, there's Mars Hill, you'll see in some translations. It was an area of this place where they actually held their council. You know, they would have their, their, their council, they would meet, and this was kind of like their, their way of putting somebody before their judges, so to speak. So that's where they, they brought Paul uh, to this Aeropagos. You with me so far? All right. For you are bringing some strange things to our ears. Therefore, we want to know what these things mean. For all the Athenians and foreigners who have have spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new thing. You hear that? All Athenians and, and the foreigners who were there spent their time in nothing else but to either tell or to hear some new thing. It's philosophy, it's, you know, what is learned, what, what is being learned, what is being taught. And so you had these foreigners and certainly Athenians who were there, you know, trying to spend deep time in thought and, and what's the new and, and, and this, this, this thing that's the new thing, that's the depth, that's, are you with me? Man, man if you can't relate to this, then Paul stood in the midst of the Areopagus and said, Men of Athens, I perceive that you, in all things you are very religious. For as I was passing through and considering the objects of your worship, I even found an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing, Him I proclaim to you. God, who made the world and everything in it, since He is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands. Nor is He worshipped with men's hands as though He needed anything, since He gives to all life, breath, and all things." And He has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek the Lord in hope that they might grope for Him and find Him though He is not far from each one of us. For in Him we live and move and have our being. Hallelujah. 
My brothers and sisters, I've been struggling, and I, I have a, uh, you know, the slides and everything. It's just something else. So I'm just going to trust Holy Spirit here that this is for this group that's in this room right now. My brothers and sisters, when it says that Paul walked and he was provoked, i got to tell you, I'm agitated and aggravated 99.9% of the time right now. I need you to pray for me. Because it is getting more and more troubling to me where we see people in and of my area, my church, the churches around me. You know, and I hear these things that are being preached and talked about. You know, it's brought to my attention and I make people mad when I say stuff like this. But about what's, what you guys and what some of people are Christians are saying and participating in on Facebook and all this other junk and garbage. So I see this and I hear, I see Paul, he's provoked, he's, 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 he's just, his ire is up. Why? Why was his, because he's seeing all of these statues, all of these idols that are dedicated to all of these philosophies and these, these gods, if you will, man-made. Man-made. And, and people actually spend time worshiping. They spend their time you know, discussing and, 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 and really allowing their lives and their thought to be guided by things that they made with their own hands. So here we are in this 21st century where we have all the technology and it's not over yet. We have all of this technology. We have all of these modern conveniences. We can talk to people around the world right now. People are sharing thoughts and ideas all over the place. But we're fi- we find ourselves, my brothers and sisters, in this position of either, listen, participating in that or doing what Paul did. Standing up and saying, listen... I know the one that you're denoting as the unknown God. I, 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 let me tell you, you, you may not know. What does this mean? What does that mean? Well, this political group, that political group, this thing, that thing, the other thing. You, you know what? You may not know exactly what's going on. I don't know exactly, but I know about what's going on. How, how do I know that? Because the unknown God to most of those people, the true and living God, has revealed it by His Word. See, and, and, and let, me, let me draw your attention back. Listen. <laughs> and He has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek the Lord. His purpose is not for us to, to wonder about Him. His purpose was not for us to, to be far from Him and then hopefully some of us get to make it by this deep, thought or that there will only be some of us that are able to attain this deep knowledge or there's only going to be a certain group of people who have to lead all of the other people around. Hello, Karl Marx. Who have to lead all of the other people around because the other people don't know much. They need to be led. They need to be... They, they, they are sheep and we, need to, we know better. They can't understand that. Oh, well, maybe we need some 
Christian psychologists and psychiatrists that can sit down and, and, and maybe go and, and get a little bit deeper. Let's think about how you were raised and, and your father, maybe he was just too strict with the Word of God or maybe there was no Word of God in your life, but maybe there, you had this action or this activity, you had this thing, that thing, and it's affected you. And even though you say that you're a believer, you're still looking for some other God that can deliver you from that past. God is not hiding from us. God has made Himself known. And His desire... You see what the language is? So that we can grope for Him. That we can kind of feel our way and maybe hopefully, you know, reach out and, and reach out in the right spot and get a hold of Him. But you see what it says? But He's never far away. What, what is that telling us? God is not wanting to stay away from us. God is not wanting to stay hidden from us. Why would, why would God bring a message like that to people who are here at church on a Sunday? Obviously, some of you, if not all of you, and maybe some listen, did you, you already have a relationship with God. You've already found God. He was never hiding from you. I'm, I'm taken back by how many different philosophies and how many different programs and how many different this and different that and all of this stuff that's needed in congregations of the Lord Jesus Christ, the God of all the universe, the God of all creation, that God that, listen, that clothes Himself in unapproachable light, how we come up with ourselves, we come up with all of these different ways to worship Him. We think that we we need to do it this way, we need to do it that way, we need to do it the other way. My brothers and sisters, we've spent more time in Christendom trying to figure out how to worship God and we've changed so many things, but really what it all boils down to is what makes us feel good about worshiping Him. Worship isn't about us. No, 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 no. Come on. He is the one. He is the one that worship is. He's the one that should be worshiped and praised. And the very thing that we do, that we bring, that we think is, is, is God-given, the very talent, the very uh, acumen, whatever you want to say, the very thing that we bring to Him, and we, we're going to do it this way, because in our mind, that's what we're bringing to Him. That's how we're going to earn a place with Him. That's how we're going to find Him. That's how we're going to get close to Him. That very thing may be the thing that's keeping you far from Him. Why? Because you think that that thing... Whatever it is, is the thing that's bringing you close to Him. No! No, 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 no. What it is, is a pure heart of obedience. The thing that brings you close to God is just trusting Him. It's just hearing His Word, receiving His Word, and then walking in obedience to His Word. That's worship. We've been doing this, Michelle and I, for a number of years, and a number of you have been doing it with us for all of these years. And I've said this before, I'm going to say it again. We've prayed for people to come and and help us. We've prayed for people to come, and and musicians and singers and all that. Do you know what? If the Lord doesn't bring me a singer, if the Lord doesn't bring me any musicians, that's okay. That's okay. Because I want to tell you, and then, and then see, we may never ever 
grow to the extent that some of these other churches... That's okay. Here's the thing. While you're here, understand that when that music, when we're singing over recorded music, it's not about... Listen, it's not about us. It's not about what feels good to us. It's not about what sounds good to us. If you come in here and you're singing over recorded music to the true and to the living God, and you're in here and you're worshiping Him... That's what counts. Holy Spirit will fall. Holy, listen, God says He inhabits the praises of His people. So it doesn't matter. He doesn't say, but. He doesn't, listen, He doesn't say, you know, sing to me, but. He doesn't say, give me the, listen, the praises, the sacrifices of your lips, but it better be accompanied by a live band. But there better be plenty of smoke and lights. But, no, he doesn't say that. My brothers and sisters, we need to start crying out to the Lord with our mouths. We need to start praising Him. Singing to Him seriously when we come in this place. Sing to Him like you mean it. Sing to Him. It doesn't matter about bad microphones. This is bad. That's bad. We're pro- you know, we got recording. It doesn't matter. What matters is uh, right in this moment, I'm singing this. I don't even know all the words, Lord. They got to put them up on the screen for me. But Lord, I'm telling you, when I'm singing those words, Lord, I'm singing to you with my whole heart. Lord, hallelujah. That's all I care. That's all I care about. You know what? That's all he cares about. I'm see. See now, if some of you would just cut loose, if some of you would just let it go, instead of walking around Athens with all the other Athenians and thinking, well, this should we be singing this way? Should it be? No, you know, my intellect, my great intellect, tells me that no, 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 no. Theologically, that's incorrect, brother Tony. We should have. You know, string, we should have a piano. And, you know, when I grew up in church, we sang all hymns. And, well, good for you. All I'm saying is, I'm singing with my whole heart. And it doesn't matter whether the music is recorded. It doesn't matter. It matters what's in my heart. I'm going to cut it loose. It's about time His people started cutting it loose. No, 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 no. They might burn the place down. Let them burn the place down. They're all going to burn anyway. But I will not be here. Hallelujah. Could somebody else get provoked? Could somebody else get stirred up? That devil thinks that he's going to go ahead and mash me. Ain't going to happen. He's trying. Hallelujah. But we got to be careful now. We got to say the right things. We got to be careful now. We, we got, now come on now. We got to say the right things. Paul, Paul used wisdom. There's no question about it. Look at what Paul did. I love the way Paul used wisdom. Holy Spirit all over Paul. He didn't come in here and say, y'all are going to burn for all of these idols. He says, nope, I understand that you are religious people. I understand that there are certain things that you're observing. But here's one thing I'm going to tell you. Because I see that you're even trying to observe this unknown God. Let me tell you about Him. Because He's the true and living God. See, my brother said, he didn't go in there and say, y'all are going to... If you don't believe in Jesus, you better... No. And see, Paul came from the platform... Well, Paul was a great preacher. He was the second greatest evangelist that ever walked the face of the earth. Pastor Tony, you said that. Yeah, I did. But he was man. 
just like you, just like me, a man, a man fully submitted so that God could use him. God has called you and called me wherever we are to be his representative in that situation. God is preaching to the world through your life. You are God's evangelist. Well, we're not all called to be evangelists. That's fivefold. Men. No, we're not all called to be an evangelist to go far away or to preach or to preach or teach. No, but we are called to be an evangelist in our area. That doesn't mean we need to go in there and we need to preach. No, that means we live what we know. And as we're living what we know, people become curious. You know, it, it, it tickles me that I have so many... I've, through the years now, so don't anybody... Listen, I'm saying this and I'm saying this sincerely. If I make you mad right now, please, I'm not trying to make you mad. I'm not. Just let me, let, let me tell you how it is or how it's been for me and Michelle all of these years. Inevitably, we always get folks that want to do this, want to do that. What's amazing to me is that we get every, oh, all of these wonderful people that want to do certain things and go out there, and, and it's great, it's awesome, don't get me wrong, but, but in the meantime, they can't even minister to people in their atmosphere. There, there are people that will not follow them to this church. Oh, it's a little bit quiet, isn't it? It's a little bit quiet. I'm, listen, well, maybe some people come to the church, they don't like you, Tony. I'm, I'm aware of that. Been told many times. Been told many times. Been told many times about my preaching is too not good, I use too much scripture. I've been told everything from top to bottom, bottom to top, side to side. Been told all of it. But here I am. And there you are. You know what? The Word of God is the Word of God. I can't change it. I can't try to dress it up or make it any more pleasant or unpleasant depending on what side of the fence you're sitting on. And by the way, if you're on the fence, you might as well be on the other side of the fence according to him, not me. My brothers and sisters, listen, we can only speak truth and we're living in such a time and I look at Scripture like this and I see Paul is provoked because he's seeing all of this stuff going on and, and all of these people who are looking, obviously looking for God or looking to be led, looking for some, this deep thought and all this. Uh, when, when God is saying, what, what, I'm here. Here I am. God screamed volumes. Screamed volumes. When Jesus was up on that cross, convicted of what? Guilty of what? Love. Guilty of love. Up on a cross. God is screaming, I love you. I love you. I love you. While Jesus is walking, before He goes to the cross, man, there are signs, wonders, and miracles. The Apostle John said, if we, there was not a book big enough to fit all of the lives that He touched, all of the things that He did, the signs, wonders, and miracles, all the things, there's not a book big enough that contain, can contain it. Even before Christ walked the earth, God was speaking and ministering through His prophets. But here we are. There Paul was 2,000 years ago, approximately 2,000 years ago. There Paul is walking and he's seeing, well, it wasn't good enough. Everything that, they had been, that had been learned or taught to that point about the true and living God, still not good enough. 
We've got to find something else out. Oh, and by the way, the, you know, it, it's okay not to believe in God. Right? That, that, was, part of, that was also part of their philosophy, some of their many, many uh, philosophies at that time, just like there is today. You know, the 20th, 20th and 21st century man didn't corner uh, the, the market on trying to convince the masses that there is no God. That's been forever. But so now here we go. Here we are in the 21st century. We're looking and, and, and I'm seeing the same things. The thing that bothers me though, my brothers and sisters, is I've told you before... What is happening in the church? What are we doing? Shouldn't we be stirred up? Shouldn't we? Didn't we cover this ourselves? Didn't the Lord bring us a message not too many months ago? Listen, being stirred, not shaken. There, this shaking is still going on, y'all. The shaking is not going to quit. It's going to get worse. I've been talking a lot about the rapture, and I will continue to do so until the Lord shuts me up. Because I really, listen, I told you folks a while ago, the Lord had, had been pressing me, pushing on me. And, 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 and months ago, kids, how long ago? We were around our, my, my table after church one day, and the Lord has really crushed me. So I read to my kids and my grandkids out of Ezekiel, where I'm, I have to warn you. I have to warn you. If I don't warn you and you perish, your blood is on my hands. I warn you, it's still your choice, but then no longer am I responsible. And I felt the burden. So I, t- I should, how long, kids, how long was that? Months ago? Is that months ago, Anne? Yeah, a bunch of months ago. I, 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 I just sat there. When, so now listen, I've got um, my daughter-in-law who hasn't grown up with me, my, my son-in-law Mitch who hasn't grown up with me, and I'm, I'm just sitting there and I'm spewing this out. Now, you know what? They might think, they may have went home and told my, my kids, your father's a nut. I mean, I hope they didn't. I hope they understand that I did it out of love. But my grandkids, man, that's just pop-up. You know, he's, you know pop-up is a religious nut. I hope that's not what they think. But, but let me ask you something. Shouldn't I have, should I have been obedient to the Holy Spirit and do that? Yes, Absolutely. So, so let me ask you, shouldn't you do that? When you see people that, that aren't... Shouldn't you do that? Yes. Use wisdom. Maybe, maybe I'm not the wisest person in the world. Not even the second. But here's, here's what I'm going to say. Man, when Holy Spirit burdens you... So now, listen, the beginning of this year, Holy Spirit has been pressing me. And I've shared with you guys, and I don't know if it was a Wednesday or Sunday, they're all running together, like I said. Help me out, Christina. I mean, I've shared with you Holy Spirit is just reminding me, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. You warn them. You continue to warn them. They're not going to listen to you. This is what the Lord is telling me. They're not going to listen to you, but do it anyway. Well, if they're not going to listen to you, Tony, then why are you doing it? Because He told me to. If they're not going to listen to you, Tony, then why is He having you do it? Because, listen, my brothers and sisters, they're going to have to give account. Everybody's going to have to give an account. And no one's going to be able to say, I didn't know. Because you know what? I'm going to have to be standing. Or he'll play back the videotape. Remember that little Italian guy that you couldn't wait to get away from? No, my brother, you see, now some of you, well, this is totally negative. No, it's, it's not negative. 
I'm telling you, God is crying out to His people. He's showing us. He's warned us. He's told us. He's put prophets in place. Prophets from the past and prophets now. I'm not the only one. There is not many of us. There are not many of us. But there are some of us. And I'm not the only one. Praise God. He's raising up men who are not afraid to go ahead and let it rip. Not afraid of how many they're going to lose. Not afraid of how they're going to pay the bills. Not afraid of what their salary is going to look like if they don't get the tithes in. Not afraid of, I'm not afraid of that. And there are many other men of God who are not afraid of that. Why? Because I fear God. I'm not afraid of God. I fear God. I respect God. God is the one who has blessed me. God is the one who has my eternity in His heart and in His mind. God is the one that I'm going to answer to. Hallelujah. So I'm provoked. How about you? Can I get anybody provoked today? Can I get anybody go, just really on fire and say, you know what? I've got to do something just a little bit different. I've got to get just a little bit more serious right now. God has told me, warn them, warn them, they're not going to listen to you. Now, when God told me they're not going to listen to me, I, I just finished telling you why. Well, why tell them anyway? But I'm going to tell you what I also know. And God has nudged me. When He says they're not going to listen to you, He doesn't mean everybody. He means the one that I have in mind. See, it's not always the one that I have in mind that I think God is, is trying to minister through me to. So you all, I got a feeling it's the same way in your life. It's not always the one that you think that God has listening to you. There's somebody else that God has in close proximity. There's always somebody else who, who might be, who's watching, and you don't even know they're watching. There's somebody else in the earshot, and they're listening to what you're saying. There's somebody else that's seeing, is that guy real? Is that woman real? Is that just, you know, is it, is it? man, they're consistent. And you see, in this time that we're in right now, where we're all being provoked, I, I, I'm going to be honest, I'll be totally honest with you. I'm, I'm, it's been heck. And, I don't, I, and it's not going to change. It's not going to get better. Oh, there you go again, Tony. Glass half empty, doom and gloom. No. God told me. But here's the great thing. He's, not, he's never far away. God is not wanting me to listen to ever have that thing. Well, where are you, God? Where? Are you? No, He's right here. He's here in my heart. He's here through His Word. He's right here with me. So if He's far away, it's because I'm looking and groping in the wrong direction. I, what idol have I set up instead? What, have, what am I looking for? That, what is the answer to the question? See, I've got the answer. Jesus is already... But see, and I, and I could say that with my mouth, but as Jesus is, is part of my life, as He is Lord of my life, as He is in my heart, as they say, and I'm going to touch that in a minute, as He is in my heart, so they say, as I got this relationship with Him, in this moment when I'm being pressed, when I'm, when I'm not seeing the result that I expect right this moment, I'm setting up a different idol. I'm going to go look and let's see. I'm going to walk through. Oh, well, this God right here, this one is the one that heals. Man, I've heard it said. I, I, Christians do that? Yes, Christians do that. Well, how do you know, Tony? Because you were telling me that a Christian would actually pray before a statue. I'm not even saying that. Anything that we look at before the Word of God, that becomes your idol. When you're obedient or you're mindful of something other than God, that becomes your idol. So now if I'm saying, listen, I can't wait for them to come out with this drug. This is going to do everything. This is going to cure it all. 
should I be thankful that we have modern medicine and all this stuff? Sure, absolutely. But why in the world would I not be saying, Lord, help me. Lord, heal me. Lord, touch me. Lord, you are my Jehovah Rapha. But then when someone else introduces this little pill or that little thing, then I'm saying, I'm running there. But I'm, I'm, I'm praying to God, but in the meantime, I'm praying for somebody to come. I'm praying for Dr. Casey. Is the, are you the only one that remembers that? Marcus Welby. I'm Marcus Welby, MD. I'm just praying for Marcus Welby. No? Man, I'm old. But do you understand what I'm saying? I, I, you understand what I'm saying? I say, I'm looking at the Almighty. I'm, I'm Christian. I love God. But now all of a sudden, I'm looking for something else. Man, I'm having trouble in this. Lord, I don't know where to go. There's this person that's, you know, that I'm in relationship with. Should I marry? Should I not marry? Well, I'm gonna, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go and I'm going to go get counseling. Should you get counseling? Absolutely, you should get counseling. Absolutely. Time and time and time again through the years, there are always these folks that would seek counseling. You give them, you, all I tell them is what the Word of God says, and they go somewhere else. Why? It wasn't the answer that they wanted in that moment. So, that, so what happens? Someone goes and gets unequally yoked with somebody. My brothers and sisters, I can't, I, I, I can't make this stuff up. I'm telling you the truth. Why? Because there's a different... God is not God in my life. I've got all... I'm like the Athenians. And like those foreigners that travel to Athens because they want some answers. Or worse yet, I'm traveling to Athens because I think I have the answers. Uh-oh. Come on now. My brothers and sisters, this is not... I'm... I'm the Lord is God. The Lord is God. When I, if I'm going to Athens to, to search out, what am I actually doing? Lord, I believe in You, but. I believe in You, but. How many times have, I, you, have you run into people, oh, I'll just use me and Michelle for instance. For, for me and Michelle, all of these years, people that will come, they have addictions. Or people will come and they're, they're, they, they, they want you to pray for them and you know you're praying for the wrong thing. They're asking you to pray for this surface thing, but there's something down deeper that they haven't let go. And, and, and as much as you've... Man, I am, I am just overwhelmed sometimes. I know I'm going to make some of you mad at me, but oh well. Make more room for everybody that's coming. <laughs> No, but I'm shocked sometimes at some of the things that we're preaching and teaching and then some of the things that people will come and ask me or people will go and live or you see things on Facebook or you hear of things in the neighborhood or, or thing, and you say, Are they not, have they not heard a word that God has said through this pulpit? Been with me all of these years? And they have, have they heard a word that came out of here? Now, if that's the case, see, maybe we're too comfortable. See, maybe we're too comfortable. Maybe we came in here. Maybe you come here because, you know, I'm dad, I'm pop-pop or whatever. I'm just, and I'm sorry kids, I apologize. I'm not picking on you. That's just an easy uh, illustration. I don't really think that it's just an illustration. Are you with me? So please, I apologize for using my family. I'm, I'm so sorry. 
But but some of you, well, you know, I've known Tony all these years. He 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 doesn't you know lie or anything like this. He you know doesn't cheat on his wife. I don't have to worry about him stealing money. I don't you know that's so that's good. That's where I'm going. Or how about this? Tony won't ask me for money because I don't. Tony's not gonna. Tony's not going to embarrass me in front of people, or at least he won't tr- he'll try not to. You know, we, I've, I've got people that are not here right now because they don't think I confront sin enough. You believe that? It's true. It's true. Okay, so, Tony, why are you bringing all this up? Because they're walking through Athens. They're trying to find that idol that suits their needs at the moment. You know what's, know what's really dangerous about that? When you find that idol, and in that moment, that idol is suiting your needs, I'll guarantee you that it's not going to all end there. See, right in this moment, here's where I'm, I'm at this season in my life, and I heard this philosophy, oh, you got to gotta go, and you got to go listen to this preacher, and, and you, know, you got to go. You Why? If he's preaching the Word of God? Sure. Hey, you got to go. We're having uh, this, this special guy in for a revival and it's going to be awesome. Let me tell you something about these, these prophets and some of the... Man, when me and Michelle and the kids first moved down here back in, uh, help me out, 98, 99, whatever it was, when we moved back from Carolina, we're trying to find a church. My pastor up north said, man, he says, I, I got to tell you, he says, there's only one church down there that, that I know of that's a, you know, a decent church of God. He said, but I don't know anybody person or anything like that. I just know of it. So we go down there. And like usual, whenever we go to church, there's always a guest speaker. We never get to hear the pastor speak, so we've got to make a couple of trips. Okay, so we go down there, and there is this guest speaker. He's this prophet. He starts going off, and he's prophesying, and he's talking about, and so now they've got this new building that they just built. They've got uh, some more media, and they're going to be uh, simulcasting and, and blowing stuff across the globe or whatever it was they were doing. And this prophet gets up there and he's prophesying over this pastor and he's saying how great he is and what great work that God is going to do in him and all this other stuff. And I'm thinking, wow, okay. And I'm praying and I'm, you know, seeking God and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was hoping to hear from the pastor. Don't see him. Okay, we go back. Months later. Guess what? Different pastor. Different pastor. Guess what? Same prophet. You know what happened to the other pastor? He got caught in adultery with his secretary. So, while this man is in adultery with his secretary, you have the prophet of God speaking this, that this is what God is going to do. This is what's going to happen. Blah, 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 blah. Man, I'm so glad I went to that prophesying... Uh, uh, come on now. Come on. I'm not giving you any names. Or any, but then I, I go, So now, do you... And now that same prophet's there, and now he's speaking about the new pastor. Do you think that I'm going to make that church my home? No. No. Well, what, what does that got to do? Because now, now there might have been somebody walking through Athens that time, and they get to hear that, oh man, that guy's a mighty man of God. Look at the authority that he's talking, and he's, he's speaking this over that, and that ministry is going to be great. They're ministering halfway around the world, and, and God is going to bless them. Look at the prophet, the mighty prophet of God. Thus saith the Lord. That's what happens when you walk through Athens. You're going to pick out this monument. You're going to pick out this little piece because you happen to be in a season in your life. Instead of listening to the whole counsel of God, instead of listening to God's Word, instead of trying the spirits to see if they be of God. No. Man, Paul is walking through Athens and he's provoked. 
Why? I'm walking through <laughs> Dade City, San Antonio, Wesley Chapel. Come on, now, I'm wa- and, I, and I'm provoked. But you know what else? It's not just my local area. I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I get online, I listen to some pastors and preachers just like you do sometimes. I, 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 I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I'm blown away at what's some of the things that are happening. Hey, sister, in Jesus' name, we come against whatever this is, this virus, this cold, whatever this is. I am no great prophet, Lord, but you are the God that heals. So we ask you, Lord, to touch her from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Lord, in Jesus' name, we're begging you for a healing right now. Be her Jehovah Rapha in this moment. Jesus, we put our faith and trust in you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Receive it. Hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, I'm not... Listen, I, I, you know, they're, they're saying such stuff and they're doing... And, and in the meantime, we have a church that's just wimpy. It's wimpy. It's all about... You know, what it, I, I believe in the God that heals. Amen? I believe in the God that prospers me. I believe in the God. I believe, I believe all of that. I believe in the God that is for me, never against me. I believe in the God that mirac- does signs, wonders, and miracles. I'm, I'm, I believe in the God that's always going to protect me. That my, uh, 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 do you believe that? Yeah. But I also believe in the God that's just, that's righteous, that's holy. See, we want the one, but we don't want the other. Now, I'm not accusing anybody in this church... However, however, no, so hear my heart. But this is where we're living. In the church. I'm not, listen, I'm, I expect that out in the world. I expect that. But my brothers and sisters, I cannot walk among the Athenians and just say, well, that's okay, that's okay, that's okay. It's not okay. But I'm going to say it in love and I'm going to say it, listen, as the Apostle Paul demonstrated by the power of the Holy Spirit with wisdom. You better turn or burn. No. God loves you. He died so that you don't have to drink to anesthetize yourself. He died for you so that you don't have to be a homosexual. He died for you so that you don't have to look for comfort in a physical relationship that, goes, that, that comforts you and gives you some security in that moment. He, 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 has, he, he wants you to be happy. No, not just happy for the moment though. Yes! He wants you to experience real happiness, which is only found in the joy of the Lord. I mean, He wants you to experience joy because happiness lasts for a moment, but blessing, the joy of the Lord, lasts for eternity. Well, I'm not too happy right now, Tony. Don't sound like you are either. I am blessed. Are you kidding me? I'm blessed. Right now, I'm telling you right now, this is the best time I've had all week since Wednesday. Hallelujah. And then before Wednesday was a miserable week, until, but, but Sunday was, okay, what are you saying? Tonight? You only go to, no. I'm telling you, I'm like you, I'm human like you. And man, I was up against it all week. And the week before that, and the week before that, I was up against it. So I'm stirred and I'm provoked. And what God is ministering to my heart is, Tony, this what you have, the anointing that you have right now is the anointing that I want you to have all week. Church, the attitude that you have right now, the word that you're hearing right now, and you're saying yes and amen to, that same spirit, that same zisboomba, that same provocation is what He wants you to have all week. So now listen, when those people line up against you, oh, you shouldn't say that. Oh, you shouldn't. Well, I love you, but this is what God says. I, I will go ahead and repeat what He says before I repeat what thus saith the 
Democrats, Republicans, this one, that one, the other one, pick it. Come on. Come on. Come on. Man, we, if you ask me, we all should be provoked. It, 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 listen, what are we going to do with that provocation? How are we handling our provocation? Are you with me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you something. God is good. And all the time. So even when I'm not feeling it, He's still good. And maybe, listen, in those moments, maybe I'm doing some groping. I'm doing some groping instead of getting on my knees and reaching out with my hands and reaching up and touching the hem of His garment. Touch Him. He's not far from you. He wants you to reach out and touch Him. That's why He's made Himself available to you. So in those moments, and don't try to grind it out by yourself. Don't, don't, don't grind it out. Get on your knees. Assume the position. Whatever your position is, assume it. Say, Lord God, in this moment, I feel far from you. But you tell me that you'll never leave me or forsake me and that you're never far from me. So Lord, that is what I will trust and believe in. Amen? I'm not going to believe my own senses. I'm not going to trust how I feel. Lord, I'm going to trust your word. You are not far from me. So Lord, help me. So Lord, help me. I believe you. Man, I'm going to tell you, that's faith. And God responds to faith. Amen? So I'm not groping this week. This week, I'm not going to grope for Him. God, God, yeah, I, I messed up again, God. Where, where are you? I know you, you probably, no, I'm not going to grope for Him. God, in Jesus' name, I love you. And I know you love me. And I know you didn't order chaos. I know you didn't order confusion. So I don't know why this is happening, but you do. So Lord, I'm asking you to enlighten me. Lord, I'm asking you, Father, speak to my heart. Tell me which way you want me to go. Lord, speak to my heart. Speak, Father, let it be down in me. Let me not be able to mistake your voice for my own thought. Lord, speak to my heart. Lead me, guide me, and direct me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. I love you, Lord. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. I'm going to ask the praise team to come back. As they come back, I know that there's some of you in here that Lord minister to you. But here's, here's what I'm going to do. Because I feel Holy Spirit. And I know some of you know. And it's not because I, I got the warm and flat. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't have any cold shivers. In fact, I am sweating like a dog up here. I'm not. And I don't feel any hair going up on the back of my neck. But I know that I know that I know the Spirit of God is in this place. And God spoke to some people, whether digitally or in this room or both. Because I happen to believe both. So listen, I really want anybody and everybody, 
you know that this message was for you in some way or another. And don't listen. This is like shooting fish in a barrel. No, I'm serious that you know the Holy Spirit is ministering to you. Please come up and let's pray together. If you can't come up, just raise your hand toward the, toward the uh, altar and we'll still pray together. As the music's playing, you can sing, but make your way to the altar. Let's pray together before we leave. Amen? Amen. Go ahead, Tony.